Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. R&B star Raheem Devon leads a special tribute to Marvin Gaye at Wolf Trap this weekend, marking 50 years of his seminal album, What's Going On. I spoke with the three-time Grammy nominee about his Maryland roots and working with prolific DC producer Chucky Thompson, who died today at age 53. Thank you so much for having me. How did this come together? It's 2021, so it marks the 50th anniversary of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album, iconic album. Uh, Is that what spawned this thing, the anniversary? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You know, uh, being a Washingtonian and, you know, Marvin being a huge uh, influence on my career, you know, this opportunity was brought to me. And, and of course, I I jumped on it right away. Now, will this be your first round of shows since the whole pandemic? Like, where does this fall for you in terms of getting back out there? Oh, no, I've actually been doing some touring and and moving around a bit, Um, you know, of course, uh, as safely as possible. And uh, it's it's been, you know, it's been smooth and I've been blessed thus far, you know, thankful to continuously be healthy and, you know, uh, do all the COVID testing and stuff that, you know, I do periodically. Sure, sure. Give us a, a teaser of some of the, you know, the iconic songs that we might hear that, you know, we all know and love from Marvin Gaye. Well, you're definitely going to hear records from uh, the What's Going On album in particular, you know, being as though it's the 50 year anniversary of that album, you know, uh, I rounded up some of my good friends, uh, you know, artists from the area as well as, you know, artists that are known globally. Shout out to Daly, who's coming from all, all the way across the pond to come do this, uh, you know, special appearances. By uh, Eric Robeson, Yazara, uh, B-Boy Soul, the Chuck Brown Band. Of course, I'm going to be there uh, in my band as well. Attention. Sounds great. Now, see if you can remember, when did you discover Marvin Gaye? Like, do you remember listening to him as a kid or, you know, your parents playing it? Or, you know, when do you think you first fell in love with Marvin Gaye's music? Definitely as a kid. You know, uh, I fell in love with Marvin's music as a kid. Uh, 1984 sticks out for me. Um you know, seeing him perform, if I'm not mistaken, as Motown 25, uh, along with Michael Jackson, uh, you know, witnessing him win a Grammy as well. Uh, you know, just being a, a all around fan and listening to, listening to the old catalog and stuff like that. And then, and then of course, the untimely demise of his death and, you know, the day that he passed and Melvin Lindsay announcing that on a quiet storm with WHURA locally. I, you know, these are different things that stand out to me when you think about Marvin Gaye. Let's run through some of um some of his big hits um and, and what you think makes him so special. So obviously this is the 50th anniversary of the album What's Going On, but the song What's Going On was such a that was such a landmark moment for civil rights movement. You know, picket lines and picket signs. But talk talk about why that song was so important for that movement. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, the world has changed so much, but there's but there's things that haven't changed. You know, and and, and even back then, you know, Marvin was talking about the social climate of the country. Um, in terms of racism and, um, politics and, you know, having a brother that was off at the war and fighting the war at that time, I believe it was Vietnam. Uh, yeah. So it, you know, it, it, again, it, it, it kind of shows the power of, you know, artistry and time capsuling, uh, things that are happening in real time. And, and that's something that I've also called myself to do, you know, uh, most recently. With uh, my album, it came out uh, over been, been over six months now, uh, a little over six months. What a time to be in love, album number eight, which I had a record that was dedicated to him on the. On, I had a song that's dedicated to him on that album. Marvin used to say, 
Um, and I, I also have a brand new album, Love Sick, which I dropped about, you know, six, seven weeks ago as well. Um, and I, and I, I, I think if you listen to my catalog, there's always like one or two, three songs in there that, that, that have a heavy influence of Marvin, um, you know, reminiscent of the lush harmonies and, um, and some of the things that he would touch on in, like that, did I touch on that? Oh, for sure. And, uh, you're relating, you know, your own musical style to his. And, uh, just, uh, fittingly enough, your Zoom title is the love king of soulful R&B. And, <laughs> but all, you know, all of that is in the footsteps of Marvin Gaye. I mean, uh, sexual healing. Let's get it on. I mean, are there any more soulful romantic songs than those, man? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think more, more importantly than the quality of his voice, I think that, I mean, the voice can do many things, but the voice is the right but i think it was just very intentional in terms of um i feel like the subject matter was always very intentional and it was very you know very like honest music you know what i mean and you know seeing previous interviews of marvin he spoke you know on being this very sexual being but also being a very uh spiritual being at the same at the same time you know what i mean so i think that uh rather than had this internal battle, you know, at a time where they told you you couldn't do both, you know, um, he did what he did best as an artist, which is to say that why not? Why can't we, you know, my music could be provocative. It could be sexy. It could be political. It could be conscious, you know, and I think that that speaks to, um, the well-rounded shaping of, of any artist, you know, uh, balance is everything and to be able to be able to, uh, you know, take it, I guess, from the pulpit to the bedroom was his mission. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, human beings are complex individuals, so you're darn right that it, it can be both. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. all right, well, we could talk Marvin Gaye, you know, all day. Heard it through the grapevine. There's so many good ones. But I want to know a little more, remind our listeners a little more about you, because um, I know you were technically born in New Jersey, but, you know, you you grew up um, for all, you know, purposes here here in our area. So where exactly did you grow up? You know, what high school did you go to? That kind of thing. I went to, uh, I grew up in, uh, primarily in Maryland. Uh, I, I completed high school. I went to High Point High School. Uh, I graduated from there. It's in Beltsville, Maryland, PG County. So I was pretty much a PG County kid for the most part. Uh, you know, I started to pursue my, my career as a, as a recording artist and solo artist, um, like heavy, heavy back in like, um, 99, 2000, 2001, you know, aggressively and did my first record deal back in 2002. My first album. The love experience dropped in 05, and it's been it's, it's, it's been never ending since. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I know you went to Coppin State for college in Baltimore, but was there like a moment that sparked you and said, you know, uh, career-wise, like, you know, oh, I think I can actually make a go of this myself? Definitely like the first year in college, you know, is when I really, really got that itch, you know, uh, unfortunately I didn't, I didn't finish, you know, as a result, I dropped out and just really had tunnel vision on my career as a recording artist, as a songwriter and things that I wanted to do, you know, um, not something I would, I would, I would 
probably tell my kids to do, but you know, if it was something that they, they were to do, I would be as supportive as I could um, of their dreams and efforts, you know. And uh, you know, so I so I would I would say probably the first year of college is where I really um, started to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Nice. Um, and then how did that record deal come about? You mentioned it was what, like 2002 or something. Was it, yeah. was it Jive Records? How, how did yeah. that actually, how did you get quote discovered? Yeah, I was on a job, um, contractually from 2002 to, to 2010. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that deal actually happened through previous managers who I still have a great relationship with. Um, shout out to Cliff Jones and Jerry Vines, you know, who were, uh, they were there like, they were like the industry guys, you know what I mean? To look to for guidance at that time in my career and uh you know working with artists like like genuine and, and drew hill and um black Round records at the time who uh you know was behind uh Aaliyah. uh they you know it, it 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 gave me an opportunity to you know to learn uh from some of the best in the business at that time for my area you know they had they had the knowledge and the information and you know definitely they were instrumental in, 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 in my deal with Jive at the time. Now, how big was it for you to, to get invited to go on, you know, like the Tonight Show with Leno or Jimmy Kimmel's late night show and get that national TV exposure, you know? Uh, I mean, people around this area knew you because you came up here. Um, yeah. But how, how big was it to be on that national television and get that spotlight? Oh, it's been great, man, from doing Leno to Kimmel. Um, probably, probably the most surreal moment for me, though, Personally, would be um, the brief time that our Senator Hall came back. Oh yeah, yeah. I had the opportunity to perform on uh, on our Senio, um, You know when they revamped the show, so that was that was that was cool. You know, growing up on our Senio in particular, and you know being able to, you know see a platform that that, that 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 had so many artists that looked like me. You know what I mean? Um, on there as a kid, you know. So that was always like a dream or like a bucket list thing to be able to perform. Uh, you know, on our senior hall show. So, you know, back in, I believe it was 2010, 2011, um, when I had the opportunity to be on the show, that was, it was pretty dope, man. But I, I'm thankful for every opportunity that I've had, you know, television wise or, you know, uh, to get up, up close and personal, you know, sit down with, uh, you know, I guess you call it talk TV at, at night, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. You must have grown up watching Arsenio on, you know, in Coming to America and then his own talk show. And then, then to be be there in the same room with him, you're like, I made it, ma. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, awesome. Well, I know, um, you know, you'd, you'd had a couple albums at that point, but I mean, I think you really blew up at least mainstream in, in 08 when you get that Grammy nominee for um, uh, Woman. Take me into the, the creation of that song. Um, That record was created... Here in Maryland, uh, producer Chucky Thompson, uh, and you know, I was challenged by the A and R at the time, you know, thinking that my album was done, and you know, we went through some records and we had a heated discussion. And I remember leaving New York and being charged up and calling Chucky, and that's what came from it. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure that I had a record on the album that spoke to all women, not just one woman, that spoke for women, and you know, spoke to the beauty of women and lifted them up, and that and that's where that record. Um, the inspiration for that record came from um, definitely getting that first call, first time. Hey, you've been nominated for a Grammy. It's been exciting. You know, since then, I've been nominated for two more. So it's a total of three. Um, 
nominations in my career. And, you know, it's a great thing. Some, some, some artists never have the opportunity just to say that, let alone win. So, um, you know, definitely the accolades that I can, you know, put it, put it, put under my belt, you know, humbly. Oh yeah. I mean, woman, customer, love and war masterpiece. I think you've had several Grammy nominations, but thank you for, for doing woman, by the way. I mean, there, what you had like, keep your head up the Tupac song and there's been a couple, but it, it's, it's almost too rare in music, um, of all genres, I think to, to really hold up the women like you did in, the, in that song. So, so thanks for doing that. Um, anything else, man? I mean, let me end this way. Like, uh, have you played Wolf Trap before? Why is that such like a, a cool, cool venue? I mean, not only you're a hometown hero coming back to play this area, but it's also like a really cool, you know, outdoor national park of a concert venue, man. Yeah. Um, Wolf Trap is an iconic place. I'm looking forward to doing it. I've, I've had the opportunity to sit in with, uh, Boney James, um, before when he's played the venue, uh, for a cut, uh, you know, record that we did together a few years back, um, uh, made by the Maker of Love. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be good. You know, home team representing the Prince of, 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 of R&B, you know, but Prince of, of Motown, uh, Marvin Gaye. Um, thoroughly looking forward to the opportunity. Awesome. Well, again, everyone, Raheem Devon and friends, uh, it's going to be a tribute to Marvin Gaye at Wolf Trap on Saturday, August 14th. So get your tickets now. Hey, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Hey, no problem. Just a gentle reminder. I got a brand new album out. It's called Love Sit. Make sure you check that out on all digital platforms. It's my second release in the last, within the last six months. Um, you know, the follow up album to What a Time to Be in Love. So check both of those out. Um, follow me on Spotify. Um, big shout out to their big campaign. They got me plastered all over the city at different bus stops and train stops and stuff of that nature for their local artist campaign. Uh, you know, supporting not only me, but, um, all the major artists from out of the area. Yes. What a time to be in love. 2020 album, Love Sick, the newest one, 2021 album. Pick them both up now or download them both now and, and, uh, listen to them all before you head out to the show. And then, you know, you can get uh, acclimated with your newest stuff and also go back and listen to some of that Marvin Gaye stuff uh, on your way to Wolf Trap 2 and get primed for this concert. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Reem. Indeed. Thank you so much. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.